as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us go to gigantic.is that's gigantic.is and save your seat for our january cohort your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today this podcast is brought to you in part by wistia the video hosting platform for business go to wistia.com forward slash rocket ship and get a 90-day free trial. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. I'm Joelle Goldman. And I'm Michael Saka. Today we talked with Thomas Knoll of Knoll Coaching. And what did you guys think? This one was really, uh, it really applied to, I know, myself and Joelle. I'm sure listeners have realized by now that Joelle's name changed to Goldman a few weeks ago when we got married. Um, and just hearing about the struggles that entrepreneurs face, um, you know, whether they're working with their partner or just have partners that have to deal with the, the tough, tough challenges and schedules of the realities of being 
an entrepreneur. So hearing Thomas talk about it was super helpful and really interesting. So let's get into it. Rocket Ship is proudly supported by Did you know that Earth Class Mail can automatically deposit your checks as soon as they arrive? I asked Claire Liu, the CEO of Know Your Company, what this means for her. Uh, the part that I love the most, though, is the automatic uh, check deposit. It's the fact that it automatically, you know, the minute the check arrives, it takes care of that whole process of depositing it for you. Yeah, it's, it's just so nice. Go to earthclassmail forward slash rocket ship and get their starter plan for two months absolutely free. You've probably heard of it. And maybe you've read it. It's the book Hooked by Nur Eyal. And now we have partnered with Creative Live to bring you an amazing 14-part series taught by Nur himself. And it digs into the psychology of how to make your product sticky. I learned a ton by going through this course, and I know you will too. It's essential for anyone building products today. So we've put together a list of our favorite classes, including this one by Nur at creativelive.com forward slash rocket ship. And if you go there right now, you get 30% off any of the courses that you purchase. That's creativelive forward slash rocket ship. Go get the hooked course today. Bench is an online bookkeeping service that provides you with tax-ready financial statements from professional bookkeepers. This week, I talked to their manager of client experience, Margaret Gray, about what working at Bench means to her. I grew up with my mom. She ran her own consulting firm, and I saw her wrangle with her books every single tax time, and it was so painful for me, and I was just a kid. And so Bench not only takes care of that pain, with really cool experienced bookkeepers, but we also take it to the next level by pairing it with this really simple, elegant software that's easy for our clients to use and then our bookkeepers to use as well. Go to bench.co forward slash rocket ship and get 20% off your first six months today. So Thomas, welcome back. Thank you. And... I am excited to kind of catch you at the beginning of this new venture that you're starting um, with your wife now. Um, yeah. So tell me a bit about canola coaching and how it came about. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's fun whenever you realize the thing that should have happened. <laughs> okay. Is it, like, like what you're doing. It's, it's kind of like we've been... We didn't know we were preparing the past, you know, 10 years for this. Um, so my wife is a licensed marriage and family therapist, uh, you know, psychologist. Um, and she's been doing that, I think it's seven or eight years now. Um, and so that's kind of been her gig. And then I've been building online communities for 19 years now. Um, and the past, uh, eight of that was in, you know, early stage, high growth startups, San Francisco, Bay area, Las Vegas, <laughs> you know, very tech startup, uh, focused, um, and, uh, had some successes, learned some things, uh, masterfully failed at uh, one of those uh, attempts to start a company, but was able to sell the last two. Um, and so we've kind of lived through that. Um, and so after I sold my last company, 
uh, we had a kid on the way, so we moved back uh, home to Minnesota. And uh, I was kind of looking around on, on like, you know, what is, what is it that I would want to do next? And to think about that, like, what are the things I, you know, love the most about, you know, the last couple of things? And I was still thinking, like, obviously, next up is I have to start another, uh, you know, tech company. Um, but as I was thinking about like, what did I love the most, um, you know, through, throughout the process of the last couple of companies, I've been a mentor at 500 startups, um, and with up global, which is now, uh, tech stars, um, and new me accelerator. Um, and that was kind of the, the part of all this that, that I love the most. And Kim has been primarily uh, most of her, uh, clients over the past couple of years have been entrepreneurs. Um, and it's like, well, why, why don't we, you know, become partners and, and start a actual coaching practice and, and do, do this whole thing next. So is it therapy for couples or is it, <laughs> um, coaching for entrepreneurs? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> So it, it's definitely not therapy um, because, you know, there's – so that's uh, – there's like the whole medical definition of what okay. that is, an insurance-based definition of what that is and, and a, you know, a different uh, set of things that happen. Um, it was just particularly interesting, um, you know, because in the uh, – a co-founder and I had had a particularly feisty day um, uh couple couple years back and uh and we got home and and Kim was helping at the startup at the time so she kind of had front row seats for all of this and, and we get home and we're kind of eating in silence and she looks up at me <laughs> and she's like you know startup founders are a lot like the dysfunctional families that <laughs> <I work> with. <laughs> it's like you know Probably 80, 90% of the things that, you know, she would work on with, you know, families and couples um, would apply to founders and teams, you know, because it's all the same stuff. It's, it's trust, it's communication, it's fear, it's anxiety, it's, um, you know, vision, it's, uh, uh, you know, being vulnerable and open and allowing influence and, like you know, all of these things. Um, you know, whether you're a couple or whether you're, uh, you know, ever been a, a co-founder in, in a, in a business, you know, all of those words, uh, probably resonate pretty deeply. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's, it's a lot of the same types of things that have been, you know, a lot of research and, uh, has, you know, have been done on, on the, you know, psychology side and on the family therapy side. Um, so this isn't therapy, it's coaching. Um, but it's, uh, this is what I, you know, kind of was alluding to earlier of it's like this aha moment of like our lives have kind of been preparing us for this. Um, you know, because this isn't, this isn't, you know, like the life coach where someone's like, oh, I just want to, you know, be a coach and tell people, you know, send them Instagram photos of, of cute sayings and, and tell them like, you know, believe in yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, follow your passion. It, It'll take yeah. you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not that type of thing. It's, it's much more like the, 
uh, you know, sports metaphor for coaching of, you know, let's run drills, let's practice things, let's, un, you know, let's discover where we're getting stuck and, and work on, you know, new habits, new skills, you know, do research, understand what's, you know, behind these things and really kind of unlock that next level of, uh, you know, going pro at this thing. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So how do you guys go into uh, a company and, and approach these scenarios? Because I know there's a lot of things that can be going on. Is it more like on the communication side or are you helping them set up processes? Um, how do you and, and your wife kind of balance the angles that you hit this from? Yeah, I think so. I think that was one of the, especially for me, this was one of the biggest changes. Um, you know, before I was advising uh, or mentoring companies, um, and as a, you know, I think advising is kind of broken because, you know, your average advisor owns, you know, a percentage or, you know, a quarter point up to, you know, two or three points of, of a company for being, you know, listed as an advisor. Um, and it's, you know, the, the kind of average things that happens is like, you know, it, there's lots of fires going on and it's never the biggest emergency to be in touch with advisor and get help on preparing for the future. It's more like, you know, a, a call on like, oh my God, this is happening. How do we fix this? You, you know, um, or just like that monthly little update of like, here's our numbers and we're doing this and here's our next big thing. And, and thanks for, you know, investing in our company. It's like, what? I didn't invest. Obviously, you're just forwarding me the investor email, right? <laughs> um, and so, so it, at, and so that's why I think advising was broken. For for me, most of what I do is that shift where it's still more similar to advising than like problem solving. Um, but the biggest shift is now uh, I advise a person. Um, you know, so I just call it executive advising. Um, and so I'm not advising the company, I'm advising a person. And so a couple of people have kind of told me like, oh, you're kind of like my consigliere. <laughs> you know, like the, uh, you know, if you think of, uh, what, are, what are those great, great mob movies? Godfather or or the Sopranos or, you know, there's, there's always the consigliere, you know, the person that, you know, they, they lean on the most for, for advice. They're not okay. the boss, okay. um, yeah. you know, but they just kind of like lean on them to get stuff done or, you know, and, and usually that's the person who will say things to them that no one else will. Um, you know, like you're going to ask, you know, they can ask me questions. They're not going to ask their employees or their investors. Mm. Um, they're going to, you know, talk about things that they may, you know, really, uh, you know, in a positive way, they want to work on and improve the relationship with the co-founder. Um, and so, you know, we're going to talk about things that, you know, they may not feel comfortable just bringing up straight to their face. Um, 
because I know that I need to figure out how to communicate this or like, do I, am, am I wrong about this or, you know, or, or am I wrong or are they wrong? And it's like, well, <laughs> what if it's, what if it's a little bit of both or, or neither, but it's just about the communication or the, how decisions are made or, you know, working those things out. Um, so it's, it's less to get all the way back to your question. Um, you know, it's, it's, it can be so many of those things. It can be really a lot about communication. It can be a lot about productivity. It can be a lot about, um, you know, determining what you really want from your business and your life. Um, uh, it can go in a lot of directions for us. It's about, um, making a new space that's often missing in entrepreneurs' lives to be vulnerable, be honest, um, and try to get better at the thing they, the thing they do. You know, we say like, you know, the, the good news is it's easier than ever for anyone to, you know, do a startup and create a company. The bad news is it's easier than ever for anyone to, start a company. (laughs) Um, you know, and if you listen to Dave McClure, you know, it's all about like, you need that, the hustler, the, or what what does he call it now? You need the, the, you know, a designer, um, a hustler and an engineer. Right. Right. Um, and that's great. Those are great things that like now you can take those and build and, you know, start something from, from scratch. It's more and more common, for people to start companies without having any management experience or communication experience, you know, they're, they're running full steam ahead on, you know, hacking and growth and building and MVPs and, you know, making this stuff work. And then you look up and it's, and it's been working and you've hired like eight more people and you're like, I don't know how to uh, manage. I don't know how to influence. I don't know how to take, um, you know, criticism or direction or requests from people. I don't know how to um, sort those things out because we've never had to do those because I'm a hacker, hustler, or hipster, I think right. is his latest version. Oh, nice. Not even designers anymore. Now we're all just hipsters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now that you have a Tumblr, everyone's a designer. <laughs> right. So <laughs> do you find, I mean, you, you've advised for 500 for, for many years, seeing lots of companies kind of come through. Do you find that there's, um, there's like a difference in emotional maturity or kind of, um, or even just kind of the ability to be vulnerable? And does that translate to the success of the company ever? Yeah, there's just so much to unpack in there. Okay. Um, so the, I, I think I'll avoid the maturity question. Okay. Um, you know, just because again, it's called 500 startups. They've invested in probably a thousand uh, by now. Um, you know, so you have people all all over the place. So it, I, I just don't feel like it works to, you know, make some kind of sweeping statement about like all oh, founders are immature now or you know whatever. Oh no, I didn't mean um, immature, but like um, like emotionally. Um, in control or able to communicate um, as opposed to kind of like getting offended or defensive or not knowing how to interact with founders and and employees. Yeah. Well, and and so that's like, what's interesting is like that uh, that's across the board um, for, for a lot of people, you know, even in huge corporations, it's common for someone to all of a sudden, you know, uh, to get a manager job because it's the next step up the ladder, but their skill set isn't in managing. Mm. 
they were just very good and have been around a long time at, you know, designing or coding. And so the way to progress is, you know, like, well, now you need to manage 20 of whatever you used to do. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be great at that. Maybe you were way more effective and, and great and have more passions and enjoy doing the work of, you know, the thing that you actually know. And that's the thing is like now, you know, people can go learn how to design and practice hours and hours and hours and do lots of exercises and see output in design or there's code schools and, you know, whether that's through a whole engineering degree or whether it's, you know, one of these four week code schools where you get out with a hundred K job writing Ruby. Um, they're still like practicing that thing and doing exercises and there's output and you get to, um, you know, work with someone else and see where that goes. And there are so few places now where we have that level of practice and exercise and looking at results from culture, communication, uh, energy, productivity, you know, so the skill set of, of, uh, you know, being able to manage a team or a company, we just don't have, you know, even MBA programs, it's rarely about the people side of business. You know, it's about, you know, spreadsheets and business models right. and case studies. And, you know, so Which there's really very the easy places stuff. to have. Yeah. I mean, it is. And you can Google it and just look up the answer anytime yeah. you want it maybe become, you know, even even better at those things. But where's the place where we get to have a, you know, mentor, teacher, coach in our life helping us learn how to communicate or deal with stress or overcome fear or exercise vulnerability or, you know, all of those things, you know, it's just missing. So I think it's a huge opportunity. And what's fun is it used to be like, you know, if you, if you came home one day and said like, well, they, they assigned me a coach at, at work. They're like, Oh, are you on suspension? Like <laughs> you're going to get fired, you know, next quarter if you're, you know, whatever doesn't, you know, go up. Yeah. Um, and now it's more like, Oh, I, I got assigned a coach, you know, this mm. quarter, I think that I'm on the fast track for, you know, <laughs> whatever the next thing is. Right. Right. So, um, you guys are starting a course for entrepreneurial couples to kind of understand each other's point of view, as I understand it. Um, why did you guys want to start there? What was what was the the reasoning behind it? <laughs> yeah, so we we didn't really start there um, because we've been doing this this work with individuals, mm. um, but. But it just kind of kept coming up over and over again, of of where you know, like my my uh, my boyfriend or my wife or my parents or um, you know the my partner in life, um, you know, I'm adding a lot of stress to their life and they don't understand what I'm doing or. Or I don't understand why my partner is doing, you know, this this startup thing. Um, the, you know, there's even though Kim and I have lived through this for eight years, it's still every every year that we're doing this type of business instead of getting a quote unquote real job. Um, it's it's hard, and even you know, even with her being a marriage and family therapist and me not being in my first rodeo. Um, it's still one of the most difficult p- 
pieces of living through, you know, being in a, being in a startup. So it just kept coming up. Um, and so it just, it just seemed like a real opportunity to help both sides, um, of, of a relationship, um, really better understand, you know, and have empathy for in where, what the other person's experience is going through building a company. Um, and more, more importantly, <laughs> you know, once you understand that now, what are some of the things that we can build into our life, um, that help us become better at the communication, the understanding, the putting up boundaries, the having structure, the, you know, when, when we talk about certain things and, and, and how to carve those out so that, you know, it doesn't have to uh, be, it, it can still be difficult, but it can be, you know, survivable. Um, Cause unfortunately, uh, you know, on the extreme end of this, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, divorce and breakups that happen mm-hmm. in, you know, high, high risk <laughs> business yep. families. Um, and there's, um, far too much, even one, um, but there's definitely more than one, uh, you know, suicides that end up happening. Um, yeah. and so that just isn't okay. And so we just felt like it was a really important place to, you know, give people, uh, uh, that, that coaching experience, um, but in a way that extends beyond the business and into, into their lives. What's gotten you and Kim through eight years or um, longer of, <laughs> of, you know, uh, understanding both sides of, you know, of, you know, her understanding you, you understanding her, that you guys have been able to, to stay together through the ups and the downs? I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, that's not supposed to be my answer. <laughs> um, I mean, so first of all, it's been very hard um, because, uh, you know, even though we have like these whole sets of tools and understanding, um, it's uh living through it is still hard you know money stuff is still scary um time commitments are still difficult decision fatigue still makes uh other people not feel you know like what do you want for dinner i don't care easily translates to like i don't care about you i don't care about what we're doing i don't care about anything except my you know company (laughs) or you know like um, so all of those things, you know, are hard. I think what has, I think, um, I think the easiest takeaways, um, this is like one of the first things that we tell anyone we've ever met on here. Um, I think one of the things that was really helpful was I had given Kim a copy of, uh, founders at work, um, um, very early on kind of before diving into starting our own, um, uh, starting my own companies that, you know, that she, that she was around. And so, um, it, it gave, you know, cause I don't know if you've read, you know, for people who haven't read or, or heard of founders at work, um, it's this great book. I believe Jessica Livingston, Y Combinator, um, curated this and it's stories from 
you know, companies like Hotmail and Lotus One Two Three, and you know, like no. com- com- uh-huh. big companies that we've heard of, um, but rarely hear the really crazy, intense stories of how they almost fail, um, how many times you know it almost completely fell apart, how hard it was, you know, at the very beginning, because it's a lot easier just to hear like you know. Instagram gets bought for a billion dollars and all it does is take pictures. And so why isn't it that easy for you? What are you doing Uh, wrong? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why are we still Um, broke? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, So I think that, you know, so that was one, one thing that's so easy to take away is like, you know, if you're going to be starting a company and you have a partner or spouse that's, you know, also doesn't know what that is like, um, pick up that book to at least, you know, have a little more context into like how intense and crazy it is and it can still pay off, but this is what, um, th- this is walking on a tight wire. There will be lots of gasping moments. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then on the other side for me, you know, again, just Kim's practice and what she's done, you know, for so long as a, as a therapist on communication tools, uh, trust, um, you know, dealing with fear and anxiety, you know, so she had a huge set of tools that she could, you know, teach me and then we could practice together, um, and still, you know, struggle with, but at least know that like when, if, a if a fight goes down a, a certain path, like, you know, we know we have this tool, let's try and let's try and use this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's powerful. And, um, yeah, having that conversation is hard and, and yeah, yeah um, it's real. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. It really is. Um, <laughs> I think Matt and Joel, you might have a, a slightly different cause you guys are working together. Um, yeah. I feel like, um, in a way, you know, we get the response we get a lot from people is like, Oh my God, I could never work with my significant other. It would drive me crazy. And, you know, to us, that we just kind of laugh because we've, you know, we met at work. We've always worked together. So that's all we really know. But um, I think we have a really different experience from what you just described because we totally get what the other one goes through on a daily basis. So there's no mystery there of like, you know, what happened between nine and five and, or realistically like seven and nine. Um <laughs> And so I think because there's a lot more visibility, uh, there's a lot more empathy there just naturally. Right. And that's huge. <laughs> that, that makes a big difference just being able to be empathetic to the other person's experience. Do you think it's possible, Thomas, to create that kind of communication in couples that maybe aren't always working together, but could be that empathetic for each other? I, uh, I'm insanely biased um but but i absolutely believe that yeah um and i think for a lot of the folks who who listen to rocket ship you know even this itself is full of great resources on um like why bother recording a podcast that teaches people you know how to scale a business or to improve your conversion rates on emails or to like everything you're teaching people 
you know, we understand from a business side right. of like, I can learn these things, I can apply them, I can measure how helpful they are, I can get better at them. You know, maybe I'm stuck in a local maximum and I need some outside perspective to be able to understand that there's a, um, you know, another maximum outside of the, you know, the little testing bubble that we're stuck in. Um, and so I absolutely believe that we can do similar things with uh, values, understanding, empathy, communication. Like those can just as easily be practiced um, as any of these other skills that exist in businesses, we just have to choose and they tend to feel a little bit more weird than, you know, optimizing conversion rate to Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you zoom out, the, the steps aren't all that different. Um, but instead of click here and touch, you know, that button over there and then measure these two different versions, um, it's, uh, you know, like, um, let's try, uh, like, we know that we tend to fight about this whenever that comes up. Um, so let's just practice right now this kind of fight and that kind of fight and then talk about which one felt better. <laughs> oh, so even like techniques for just having a discussion in a, in a way that doesn't blow up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, and that's why I mean, like, this is really about new habits and new skills because, you know, you practice that fight before the next time it comes up and it feels really silly, you know, just like some of the business testing <laughs> that we do <laughs> feels really silly. Um, uh, you know, but, but we practice it ahead of time and there are two different approaches and techniques and we're different types of people. And so I can tell you why, like, well, this is why, you know, I, I enjoyed version A of talking about that because it really felt like you could hear me um, because it felt weird to you that you had to repeat back to me everything I said in your own words. But because you did that, I felt like you really understood and it seemed like we had a much better direction of a conversation than whenever I escalate and then you escalate and then I escalate and then you escalate and then we say, screw it. <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that anyone can learn these things if they choose to sit down and, and practice the skills and, and work through, um, you know, even just wanting to be able to have a better relationship. And it sounds like these, I mean, when you're developing these skills, like what, what I'm hearing is we may be talking about relationships, um, you know, in the last five minutes, but that same relationship is your co-founder and is your employee and that same empathy and conversation skills uh, are carried over into those relationships as well. Um, right. And and they can be the difference between success and failure just as easily as a Facebook ad optimization. They can be. Yeah. Um, that's, it's awesome. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Good, me too. <laughs> Thomas was the, um, was the, the first person I called when I, I decided to shut down my last startup. And I don't know why, but I was just inclined to call you and, and just kind of talk through what was going through my head. And that was incredibly helpful. And I, I, I know, you know, we, we've kind of, 
we've talked about those kind of things before, but just the, the gentleness and the way that, that you kind of led me through it, um, really helped me in, in that time. And so I'm excited to, to see kind of, um, you guys taking this and, and kind of being able to coach other people in the same manner. So, yeah. Um, so tell us where, where can we, we sign up for the course? Um, how do we get in touch with you? Um, and, and how do we keep up with, uh, no coaching? Yeah. Um, so all of those, um, probably one of the easiest is just go to, uh, com. That's K N O L L coaching.com. And there's information, uh, about the course, uh, on there as well as, uh, our, you know, and this is like a cohort of people all going through a six weeks course, um, uh, together. Uh, the rest of the information on the site is for individual, uh, coaching and individual, um, the executive advising. Cool. Yeah. And actually, uh, for listeners of your show, um, when they get to the Gumroad page where they get to sign up for the course, uh, if they put in rocket ship, uh, they'll get a hundred dollars off of the six weeks course. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And if you'd like a transcription of this show, we have now partnered with Jot Engine, who does some fantastic transcriptions. So you can go to rocketship.fm and check out this episode's show page, and there'll be a link for the transcription. And if you'd like to get a transcription yourself, go to jotengine.com and sign up.